hello hello and welcome back to the commented podcast where we talk about your favorite movie music tv shows and more i am tori and i'm mia and the historical junkies are back with anything but a historical drama listen <laughs> they should have picked better stories this year i know 2 p.m or two 2 p.m members are in historical dramas am i going to watch them probably not <laughs> but um until then i'm back with another listen to me tell nia about the chinese drama i got done watching episode you guys enjoy these you guys really love the one we did on um my one and only so i really do appreciate it thank you so very much hoping you're having a very cozy and warm fall well fall i don't know where fall went it feels like winter (laughs) yes because we're in the south but today i am doing a review on mongo tv's 12 episode female centric um kind of I guess you can call it a workplace drama. Eh, not really. But um, it's called Remembrance of Things Past. When I tell you I had zero expectations for this story, and it's become my favorite release of 2021. Wow. I don't know where the hype was when it came out. Was I not paying attention? I was probably panicking trying to study for that stupid test because <laughs> it came out in July. But this is... Probably my favorite female-centric show, my favorite rom romance to be released this year, and it's everything that I've wanted in a like girls in the city show. And I like don't like I don't know even where to begin because like it's so good. Like I had like oh my god for okay. So let me just read you some of the synopsis. So basically, it's the story of young men and women born in the 80s and 90s who meet in Beijing through their struggles in the metropolis, 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 that's the word. They hold on to their dreams and experience and very tests in life, career and love, and you get to meet these four girls. And basically, it's the story of how these, you know, it's a, it's a typical, like, um, growing sitting in the girls story they're not from beijing they all moved to beijing they're friends in high school they're related and it's like i don't even remember what made me want to watch the show like even looking at the (laughs) synopsis but there's um my non-spoiler review is that it's four girls in the city there is a trigger for um suicide so just i'll put that out there now um it's a 10 out of 10 for me it's (laughs) it's so like, you know those dramas where you feel like you're watching pieces of somebody's life mm-hmm. and not like you're watching a TV show? Oh, this so, is this yeah. drama. Oh, that's awesome. So, it, like, yeah, like, even the mundane stuff or conversations give you so much insight to the characters without it being dramatic. Also, the musical score. Like, the the tension... Oh, we'll get to it in a second. The tension that was created because of the music they use it's like it's not like music there's only like one song that has like words or lyrics but it's like these instrumentals that like describe kind of like an emotion like you see something like what that's a fluttering emotion or when somebody's anxious and the music is so good i don't ever talk about music in a show <laughs> like right. this but it, it the writing is amazing the directing oh my god when i get to the scene when i tell you my heart was in my fucking throat i was 
oh, I was so stressed out because I was so engrossed in this story and I haven't been engrossed in a story in a while. And if you like workplace, if you like friends, if you like watching people just like kind of almost like real raw emotions about grief and losing losing someone, mm. you're going to love this. It's only 12 episodes. It's an hour and 10 minutes each episode. And honestly, there's little for me to critique. <laughs> like that's wow. how great the show is to me. Okay, so... Spoilers ahead. Go watch the show and come back. Mm-hmm. When I tell you that I had little to no expectation, like, I don't even remember what made me add this to my watch list. I mm-hmm. don't remember what, like, like I I think I said something about grief, and I was like, ooh, let's watch this. It's fall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what? I'm not the type of person to specifically listen to sad music during um fall or winter and i usually avoid sad stories at certain times because i just don't i don't i'm not in the mood for it but i was just like i want to see women on screen (laughs) so let let's do this and so the story starts and it's kind of like from the beginning we're like here's four friends it's somebody's birthday we're gonna introduce you to these four women and you're going to fall in love with them like off the back you have um our main character well they're all kind of main characters but um we're just gonna call um i guess we can call them by their occupations because i know i'm I'm going to i call them by their occupations not because i'm i'm trying to be disrespectful and i'm sorry if it comes off that way but i just know i'm gonna mispronounce their names (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i just um, I just feel like I'm going to pronounce their names. So we have our office worker, um, Chao Shiten. We have our event planner, who's the oldest in the group. Her name is Jina Nanjia. And then we have um, Jingjing, who is office. She's also an office worker. And then we have Shuyan. And I'm probably going to say Shuyan and Jingjing by their names because I know I'm pronouncing that correctly. But uh, um. But I'll try to keep it. If I if you get confused, just ask questions, okay? I'm going to okay. bounce around because I can't tell you this from the beginning and all the way through all 12 episodes. But one works at a coffee um, place and the other one is an event planner. The other girl, she I don't remember really what her job was, but Shuyan, she works as a, um, what is it, customer service? Customer service. Mm-hmm. So um, our customer service girl, our girl who works at the coffee place and Jingjing all... Um, they all are from, all four of them are from the same hometown, but the three of them are the same age. They're in high school together, right? And Jing Jing's older cousin is our event planner who's makes, who caps off our four girls. These are our four main leads. We're going to follow them. We get off the back that um, our girl who works at the coffee office, our office worker, she is always overworking, always getting the job done, always, you know, going the extra mile because she's good at her job. She works um, in the marketing department and she's very good at what she does and the first episode her boss is pregnant and then goes into labor and i was just like oh shit. <laughs> i was wow. like we're just taking off <laughs> there's like no stop it right? i was like god damn so like she her boss is pregnant she's that means she's getting a new boss and so it's kind of this thing where like you kind of get this thing that this boss is basically going to end up being replaced or she's like in fear for her job after because she's um well she's a woman so misogyny <laughs> but yeah. second because who who comes to work in their ninth their ninth their third trimester right nobody should have to come to work she's at work for a reason because she's you know fearing her job security and so right. we get to see kind of like the dynamic of her workplace and then we have an event planner she owns her own business she give when i say she's giving looks 
outfits. <laughs> I was like, God damn, where'd you get that suit? The suit, the dresses, and she's tall, so she's like always like in dresses, but in tennis shoes. And I'm like, fucking love it. I was like, Uni, this is so pretty. I should because okay sign up before we continue this but i was <laughs> i had to watch this show on well you can watch it on youtube right but on youtube a lot of the background music is like blurred or like they muted or some stuff so what i was doing i was playing the sound from a different site <laughs> and watching it on youtube <laughs> so i had to sync everything up every time oh, i watched wow. an episode <laughs> Like, I couldn't pause it, which I think made me love this drama more because I realized that I'm so used to watching dramas and when I'm bored, I will fast forward. Mm. Yeah. I will, like, you know, you like, you kind of like click through things, like, okay, get me to the juicy part. But I couldn't do this in this drama. And I feel like that also contributed to how much I loved it, right? So, we're, um, you get to see these very busy lives. Shein has a boyfriend, but she's like, definitely spending beyond her means she's trying to keep up with the beijing lifestyle you know have designer bags all that good stuff and then we have jingjing and we get to follow jingjing through her day she basically is pressured into quitting her job they pressure her into quitting her job and you're watching her like kind of be sad about that because it's also like they're planning for her birthday party and at the beginning of the first episode they literally show you um the new boss of the the new marketing director driving and a body fall on his car and we know it's one of the girls Whoa. and i'm just like hey, wait it's one the of the fuck? girls yes oh wow it's one of the girls because it's it's one of the girls but you like you know it's somebody significant to the story because once they start introducing the girls you're like oh shit it's one of the girls and so you don't know which girl it is and they show you all their lives and they show you how hard things are going for them and we find out that it is jingjing Mm. um you kind of see throughout her day she gets pressured to quit her job she tries to tell her friends the other three girls but they're like busy with their own lives so she never really has a chance her phone is like mysteriously constantly ringing off the hook and you're like there is something that they're not telling us and you just get scared because there's a scene where um jinjin and um our um Chen, 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 we'll, we'll call her Chen. Chen and Jingjing are both on the subway, but they're on different subways, right? And they both get off at the same platform, and they both like have this moment as soon as they're off the off the subway, where they're like just like pause. You know those moments where like you, the the weight of the world just finally collapses, mm-hmm. and you're just like fuck. And so you're like, so it's either one of them, and we see it's Jingjing, and she had recorded. She actually went to the venue. <laughs> oh my god, she went to the venue where they were having like the restaurant where they were finna have her birthday party. And she's like, oh, I came early. And she like sent a video to the group chat. And then that next scene is her jumping off of the bridge. And mm. I was like, my heart, my like, wow. my heart fell through my chest. And I was like, I, I started crying. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> what I have to go to the next episode. Like, right. That's so captivating. And then yeah. you get to just see, because oh, the the oldest um nanja who's the event planner is um the oldest of the group and she's her cousin so she's her closest family and they have her come to confirm the body and when like it was just like tears after tears because you're just watching the three of them all kind of deal with this moment differently and it's like shunya not really wanting to see her body and being frozen and then like um 
Chin being like, I have to, we have to, we have to see her. We have to see who it is. And they confirm her and they just break down. And I'm like, this is going to be a ride. <laughs> and it's so interesting to me because not a lot of female characters are allowed to deal with emotions outside of love and like failure right and like pride and stuff to watch these three women like deal with grief because i feel like sometimes there are there are definitely stories that touch on grief but they kind of use it as a gimmick like for shock value it's like oh somebody died and then like they may have a breakdown later on but like it's not really brought back up even the most mundane moments they show you like at which stages of grief these women are and like how like yeah it's kind of like at work um our event planner she has to do her job because she's the boss but she picks up something on her desk that reminds her of her cousin and now she's crying or they're talking and they mention her name and now they're crying and it's just like it it even through because like unfortunately we're not like allowed a lot at a lot of time to just grieve right especially when you work in a fast-paced city like beijing so you have um shi chen who works at the coffee place with her new boss who she doesn't know is the man who's like Jinjin's body dropped on his car like he saw he sees her at the police office this kind of starts their love story like he sees her at the police officer um crying her eyes out like she was when i tell you when she started crying i was like i have not felt this type of emotion like i don't cry i like tear up but like bawling like the feeling like i want to ball cry (laughs) like for real Mm -hmm. cry like even if i don't for real cry but feeling that that anguish it's not easy for me to feel as I consume so many dramas. And so watching, and I don't get this a lot in Chinese dramas. So watching these, these actresses and like every one of them, whenever they get emotional, I'm like, damn, damn, is this damn, I'm crying. <laughs> like, I, right. like I really do want to cry. And so he keeps telling her that she could take time off. She could take time off. It's just a job. And I'm like, motherfucker, you the director. It might be just a job to you, but she's like a regular office worker. She can't, like, the business world is very strict, as we've seen. Her, like, you're her second boss because her first boss just had a child. So, like, we have to have a replacement, but, like, it's obvious that you're you're here to replace her. So, like, why would she feel any security in this job to take time off to grieve for her best friend who just died, right? Right. And so, it's that, that's kind of her, her story is, like, for um chen watching her at this marketing place and this story and just kind of watching her deal with the grief and like finding um you know being afraid for her own job because um one of uh the people because first of all the director i love him his name is um <laughs> Ding Yifan, he's become one of my new favorite actors because at first I'm like, oh, he's okay looking, but then I was like, damn, he's really cute. He has like this super short haircut and like these big ears, and you're just like, he's adorable. And he comes in with like this kind of charisma. He starts just laying people off. So how is oh, she wow. supposed to? <laughs> he's just like he's like, he cleans up the department. He's like these people. Well, one, they were loyal to the other director. Two, they're really not that great at their job because the way that the female director was kind of running stuff is that the people who are loyal to her the ones who get the jobs and not people who can get the job done Mm. and so he was firing people like this and she's like she like um and one of the people who were on the verge of being fired basically blames her for losing intel like she gets drunk and this this is kind of like how their story goes right chin is this very ambitious person she does well at her job but she can't she doesn't have the time to grieve right and then you have and then you have um our event planner who is um she's 34 35 she's older than the other girls she is a survivor of cervical cancer 
and none of the other girls knew Jing Jing was her only support. So she's going to the hospital, like doing tests and making sure she's in full recovery, but also remembering that her cousin was the only one that was here with her at the hospital. So now she's grieving, like for being like she's healthy, but she's grieving. And so those are the complicated emotions and relationships, and just kind of seeing like how cervical cancer, like she had a boyfriend, they broke up. Or she broke up with him. I don't know how they... I don't know, like, the truth of that. I think I got a mistranslation. But they... um, He... There's this really fucked up scene when they break up. And... um, But because, you know, a lot of people, especially in uh, more conservative parts of Chinese society, want children. And, you know, and to be with somebody who could possibly not conceive children is kind of, you know, unthinkable. And so her emotional support is gone yeah and then you have Xian, who is um she has a boyfriend but baby girl does not know how to budget <laughs> she spends money on a lot of stuff <laughs> and she's like she's like lovable and she's relatable because she's like i want this new bag but i'm like but you don't have the cash for that new bag <laughs> <laughs> mood. <laughs> mood mood but like she's constantly fighting with her boyfriend like over money and when they should spend and why they shouldn't spend and they've been you know dating since college and stuff like that and so you have these three women and you know the three men in their life and how they're dealing with their each other they're like really good emotional supports for each other if you go like four or five six episodes we kind of like fall into this routine of trying to figure out why Jin Jin committed suicide that's kind of like the first half of the drama it's like they um they were so used they they thought that they knew their friend but she was suffering from depression she was taking medicine for that she was in an immense amount of debt um from loan sharks she had a a boyfriend that they didn't know about or somebody she liked um but there was just all of this information that they were bringing out one by one and it was kind of like the cliffhanger for every episode and and it, oh God, it gets so sad because they eventually like go home for the holidays and stuff. Like, when they don't go over from the holidays, basically Jinjin's mother, you know, she's depressed and having a, you know, her mental health is not well. She just lost her only child. She starts, she's like, has to be 50 something. And she mm-hmm. wants to get, um, what is it? In, in vitro treatments. Like she wants another child. She like right. wants another child. And, you know, laws in China are like, you have to be, you know, married and both partners can't be able to conceive to get like, you know, donation from a sperm bank or anything like that. And like, so there's like all of this emotional trauma and the scenes with the mom. I was like, damn, bitch, y'all just hit me in my my gut with these feelings. Because the the actress who played her mother, she didn't have a lot of scenes, but every time that she w- would find out information about her daughter and how and how bad she was like all the stuff she didn't tell her like you mm. felt that shit in your chest and i was like this is going this drama's going i don't really like i don't like watching sad stuff that's why i don't like watching melodramas most of the time right right because they're so super sad and down the entire time you're like i can't do this it's too much but this drama has such the writing and the pacing and the directing and the acting like all of it the music even it's a, such a good way of distracting you that when mm-hmm. the sad shit happens, you're like, oh, fuck. But and it's not like a jarring, like, bad oh, fuck. You're like, it's kind of like a real life oh, fuck. Right. It's like, like reality almost. Yes, yes, yes. It's like very much reality. And so there are several um, 
things that begin to happen for each storyline. We're finding out, you know, after they find out why Jinjing has died, you kind of get this like portion of the plot where it's like the grief isn't as big and then it explodes in episode 10 and we'll get to episode 10 in a second because episode 10 when i tell you that's some of the best writing and directing that i have seen in a while period like not even comparing Mm. this to other rom rom rom-com like even as somebody who watches crime and thriller dramas i haven't felt my heart in my neck like my heart was like in pain watching episode 10 because so much shit was happening mm-hmm. and so for Shuyan, her and her boyfriend are constantly fighting they even propose to get married but baby girl gets fucking scammed she gets scammed out of like eighty thousand dollars <gasps> are you serious and yes like all of her savings like wow. she gets scammed and i was like it's her and her her boyfriend's like save savings and this wow. is after his mother kind of um it was a misunderstanding, but kind of blew up at them when they said that they wanted to get a house of their own after um, he proposes. And his, his mother just goes off like yelling, yelling. It's like, no, what do you mean? You're living here with us. And we're like, the fuck? Because like, you know how how strict like the, the life of a daughter-in-law can be. Because we're like, um, that doesn't sound like great. But it's because his family doesn't have the money for it. But instead mm-hmm. of saying that, the mom was just like, Oh, absolutely not. You're, you know, it comes off as her like not approving of Shuyan and not her not being financially ready. But just as they get over that hill, we see that she's being scammed because what they've been doing is like they've been arguing over money because at first she was spending too much. And then like they like they fought because he bought her a fake, um, a fake bag like a fake brand name bag like a, um and then it was because they were spending too much money and so you just realize that these two people have a different way of living shuyan wants you know to earn a lot of money buy a house buy a car and be that girl while the boyfriend was like i'm okay with having a nine to five job and living paycheck to paycheck that's what mm-hmm. makes me happier and so they they'll we'll get to their ending in a second but all of that builds up and builds up. Because, like, when I tell you that a lot of their scenes in the beginning are just them having fights, and I feel like, like oh, maybe they're just a couple that communicates like that, but it's not that. It's, they really do have different ideologies about money, and that's where a lot of their conflict comes from. And then it, you know, bursts open. And then in our event planner's story, she basically gets drunk <laughs> one day. She's, like, on her way home. And we have a character called Oyang, and Oyang's younger than her. He's probably around 27, 28, whatever. Uh, he's younger than her, and he's the assistant to the new marketing director, right? But they met, like, at a bar once, and she just kind of... Because she's, like... She she tried to take a step in finding a partner. Like, um, after Jingjing died, she's, like you know the thought of being alone and stuff like that so first she tries the bar but it's not really the like she goes to the bar and a guy walks up to her and i'm like oh okay get it but he asked her oh we're three people can you move down a seat and i was like bitch if you don't find somewhere else to sit but that happens and then oh young this character comes to meet her like he comes to sit next to her and he tries to talk to her or like she acted like she's like all of a sudden got social anxiety and she accidentally drinks his drink and like he's like oh no it's okay but like by the time he tries to say something like she's out of the door and i was like same i would have done the exact same like that was relatable (laughs) 
it was so relatable. And so the next time he sees her, she's kind of like drunk on the street and she like mistakes him for like a taxi driver and gets in his back car. And there's like this really elongated scene of her like kind of babbling drunk and they're like having a conversation. And at first you're like, this is kind of boring, but the more you watch it, it's such a, a, a inside look into her character and how cute she can be and him like falling for her like on the spot. And you're just like the chemistry between them. You're just like, oh, this is super cute right it's super cute and there's like no background music and it's just kind of like them talking and then he walks her up to the apartment and they have a one night stand and i was like oh i was like wait i didn't think we were gonna get spicy but i love it but sure at first i was like uh, she was drunk and so but it wasn't like he was like coercing her or like mm-hmm. um forcing her to do it it was like the chemistry between them sparked and and he was sober and she was drunk. And I was like, eh, I didn't like that. But as the story continued, I uh, uh, that was probably my only critique of the show for that part. But, you know, of course, she wants to forget about it. And he's like, I find you attractive. I think you're hot. We should date. We should totally date. And so he, you know, consistently being pers- his persistence prevails, basically. And they date. But <laughs> their, their conflict in episode 10 is that um our event planner she wants she's thinking of having kids wanting kids she's like at the age where you can kind of you know think about kids seriously as she tells him this after like their kind of like first official date and tells him this like at her place he's like so you're just dating me to get my sperm is that what this is because mm-hmm. like she says she wants a child but she doesn't have to have the father's child and so you're like oh crap and so then the our our coffee worker her you know explosive kind of plot point is that the woman who was pregnant the first marketing director comes back so now they're co-marketing directors and the the new marketing director our, our yifan he's just like so y'all didn't tell her that y'all were gonna fire her he was like oh well she's been working here for a while so the boss is just kind of you know tiptoeing around the you know the the topic or whatever and so now that this woman is back she's like oh i'm not about to let this man take my job which i'm like girl boss girl power (laughs) but then (laughs) but you know we have to be on his side because he's the main you know he's the main you know he's our our girl their boyfriend girlfriend now that they dated oh they are so stupid cute when i tell you when they like the confession scene everything feels like so real it's like not cheesy and not every romantic moment has like blaring background music or pop music or anything like that it was like they were just in the car and oh my god it was so good it was so good um but their big moment is that basically somebody posts online that the that the marketing director at this company was sexually harassing one of the female staff Mm. and so i'm sitting here like a rape allegation wow really that's crazy i was like out of right i was like out of all the things they could have done to get this man out of to get this man fired that right there is huge not only is it an allegation it's it's an allegation made by her best friend at work and i was like oh this is not good (laughs) this is not good because they you know basically um Oh, before I get that, I have to talk about her ex-boyfriend. Let me talk about her ex-boyfriend. That man can go die in a pit <laughs> in hell <laughs> for all I've That trash, care. huh? <laughs> he's not the worst, but he's not good either. So, like, I hate, I absolutely hate characters um, or people in general who think that they can just get back with their exes when they so please. 
mm. after like a breakup. They're just like, I'm just going to come back and waltz back into your life because I fucking can and you're going to love it. And I'm going to be persistent because, you know, like we were in love, but you know, I didn't mean it. But basically he went abroad, kind of like he made the decision to go abroad without telling her in college. And so that's why they broke up. But it turns out while they're trying to figure out why Jing Jing died, they figure out that Jing Jing has been running errands for this man in Beijing. What? Um, because she had a crush on him at college and oh, still no. liked him, you know, up until the day she died, but she still liked him. And so not only was this her best friend's, you know, ex-boyfriend, she was like showing his parents around Beijing and running errands for him and doing all this shit. And he had the nerve to come back after her death back to his ex-girlfriend who is her best friend who doesn't know anything about this and be like let's get back together i was like hellstone and brimfire hellstone (laughs) and brimfire because there is no way in your right mind you would think and so it turns out that shian the girl who works at um our girl who spends too much money basically knew that jingjing liked that and but when they put two and two together and so they confront him in the lobby and it's a whole scene it's a whole affair and i was just sitting here like i can't believe this man is really sitting here he's like do you not think i'm sad that she died well bitch what (laughs) what it's like if you were really sad you wouldn't have the audacity to be asking me to get back together with me right you that's my best friend and she had no, oh my god, it pissed me off. Like he was like emotionally using. He knew that Jing Jing liked her, liked him, and was just mm. using her to do his bidding. And I was just like, I'm glad they didn't show that on the drama because my blood pressure would have skyrocketed. Right, he's just horrible. Oh my god. Right. To make matters worse, he basically sets the our new marketing director up. Um, on a phone call and they use that audio as evidence of the sexual harassment Mm. so he doesn't get no better (laughs) he doesn't get no better and so i love chen for this so chen's like oh okay since this is what y'all want to do she starts flirting with her ex right this was some boss girl shit flirting with her ex talking about how she's like um she lives too far away from home i mean she lives too far away from work she's gonna stay at a hotel and she records this conversation basically and then shows up to dinner with her new boyfriend the new marketing director and then plays the audio for him and he's like what are you doing he's like oh if you can do it to us well i can do it to you and i'm like bitch you better <laughs> I was I wanted them to be more evil but of course it's like a a romantic not a romantic but I'm like a feel good story. So they were like we're giving you the chance to go tell the truth and tell them that the female um boss put you up to this shit. She's like I know. She's like when I dated you, I know you weren't a trash person. She's like I know you weren't this kind of awful person. So I don't know what the fuck happened to you, but you need to get your shit together and I'm hoping that you will you won't make me turn in this evidence or, you know, you'll do the right thing. And so his, his conscience is pricked. They tell, um, it basically gets proven that the audio is fake, that the sexual harassment never happened, but the best friend at work. So, um, our, so Chin, like she goes to the rooftop a lot to just like, that's like a cool down point for her. And so she's up on the rooftop and then she looks over and her best friend, the work best friend who was the accuser of the sexual assault 
is standing on the edge of the building like standing off the edge of the building mm. and all of these situations accumulate in episode 10 and so what what happens is like i'm gonna have to send you this scene i'm gonna have to find it because it's so good because you're just like one moment you're in the conversation with the event planner and the boyfriend and the next year at the the break not the breakup but the like watching you're slowly watching shuyan get um scammed because like what happens is the police call her and they're like oh did you know this is illegal well i need your bank account and password to check if um how much money you got stolen and i was like damn it don't do it Shuyan. but it's too late it's like you're like all of these intense moments and they just cut back and forth between all three intense moments until it reaches the end of the episode girl when i tell you my i was just like i can't do this i can't do this i can't do that i was so worried because i'm like y'all are not about please tell me i'm not about to make chin watch another friend like die and like this whole i was like this was a music communication in this scene but it's so but the conversation is so real and the emotions are so high you're like damn 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 and like just watching shuyan like realize that she got scammed because like she realizes she gets scammed and she's at dinner with her boyfriend and his family mm. and so he sees the phone and he sees the account he's like what happened to all our money he's like wow. are you still doing this shady job he was like fuck it i don't want to get married no more and i was like oh, oh wow oh, goodness yeah it's just one it's thing just, after the other right and you're just like a train's gonna, like you're just waiting for it to explode right and then i don't remember this is the end of episode 10 or the beginning of 11 Oh no, it's the end of episode 10. Episode 10 climaxes, right? And so all three girls are home and they're kind of like, Chin is telling them what happened at work and our event planner told them what happened with the guy. And Shuyin's just kind of sitting there quietly and she's crying and they're like, what's wrong? What's wrong? You have to tell us what's wrong. You can't hide what's wrong because they've all been traumatized of like one of their friends like keeping secrets. And she says, I got scammed for money. And they're both like, what? Oh no, I'll give you money. And they like both like cash app her like wow. the money she's missing i was like bish bam boom bitch That's, <laughs> wow right they both cash out for some money and she was like we get it it's fine you can like we both make mistakes everyone makes mistakes and so then she blows up and this is like the pinnacle of that that stage of grief where you've been kind of you've seen these characters and you've seen them like kind of compact all their feelings and emotions and it explodes and basically Shuyan turns to Chen and it's like don't you think you had she's like um she I think Chen mentions Jing Jing and Shuyan's like don't you she's like how dare you say that you didn't know that she didn't like your boyfriend she's like you were always unloading your emotional stress onto her you didn't give a fuck about I was like Shuyan I know you were baby girl I know you just got scammed I know your boyfriend just broke up with you but you can't and so now they're just like yelling at each other and then that ends episode 10 I had to sit at my computer for like five minutes. I was like, I'm not okay. I'm oh, not okay. No. I was like, because like after that, that cut back and forth between those three situations, you not knowing what's happening and it accumulate. It was just so well written and so well acted and so well directed that when it came to that moment, I could just feel, I felt my heart beating and I was like, please stop. Please stop. Right. I was like, I wanted to be like, stop screaming. Stop like, like like one of those moments where you get like really emotional really into the story and so i'm sitting here like oh god okay i can't do this anymore <laughs> right so you feel the tension off. with them like it's yes yeah and so that's why i put off watching 11 and 12 and thankfully they made up because like jing jing's mom they all go back home to their hometown they meet at like a sauna <laughs> 
And then they find out that Jing Jing's mom went missing. Basically, she left her phone at home, but she just went to a park or whatever. And so, you know, in, you know, it comes back to like 11 and 12. And basically, Shuyan and her boyfriend end up breaking up. They break up, but it's probably one of the most amicable, beautiful breakup scenes I've watched. Because mm. she was like, I loved you. And I thank you for loving me. And but she's like, no, no, neither of us are wrong. Neither of us have done anything wrong. But we both tried. And he's like, I like you, but why can't we be together? And I'm just like, my babies. Cause like you knew they weren't good for each other, but like the thought of them breaking up, it's sad for them and it's sad for you too. Like yeah. I don't think they. I, media and television is so good at being like everything's toxic all breakups are bad and it's not the truth um you can have amicable breakups you can have you know amicable separation because some people are there to just teach you a lesson only be a part of your life and they're not there to be there forever exactly and it's good for people to see that too like to see the contrast to all the the really not so great representations of what breakups (laughs) are you know yeah yeah and i was just like that was that was good and and um and then we have our event planner nanja and um she nanja she's just like um basically she's kind of she's kind of resolved herself to being like she likes oyang or whatever oh there oh okay wait before i get to that can we just i the writer she put her foot to the story because after (laughs) they had um after they had their little fight about that miscommunication of him like accusing her of being like you what are you talking about are you only dating me because like you want my sperm or whatever like that she goes to find him right and he had been at a library not a library like at a bookstore and he was just he was fell asleep there reading child books like reading books on childhood and how to raise children and he basically goes into this whole conversation about like he's like he's like i wasn't yelling at you just because of like the miscommunication he was like i he's like i don't want you to want a child and then regret it because you know raising a child is much different than like raising a dog you know you know children are like human beings and like they need love and support he's like if he's like if you want this child i'll give it to you but it has to be after we both have thought about it and um like we both have thought about it and we really want it he's like because right now i'm not ready to have a child but mm. if you want a child and i was just like man it's perfect he is <laughs> he is perfect because he's tall and she's tall so i really like them a lot i was like oh give it to me give it to me and it was just like it was con- him just being like um you know not even like I don't I don't even know like how they would have written this in a different like rom-com but it was just so mature of him to be like yes I want children with you. I love you, but we can't. This can't be like a like um a something just out of the whim, right? Of course, she wasn't going. hadn't She'd been thinking for it for a while, so it wasn't out of the whim for her. But he's like, it can't be out of the whim for me. And I was like, oh, that was just. It was just. It was. Oh, it's just one of the many <laughs> great scenes of the story. And so then we have Chen, and so Yifan, even though he got cleared and returned back to work, he goes to a different part of China. Um where they like grow coffee and he's just like the life in that city fits in way more than the life in beijing and so a lot of the drama talks about like living in the city and like how beijing is like a hard place to live but it's like it's also a place where these women have strive and make memories and stuff like that and um so they end up going into a long distance relationship 
like he's like i need like she did like i don't want oh god and i love this scene so much too oh oh because like they're like sitting at like um they're sitting at a restaurant and he's you know he's giving her the chance to make a choice like do you want to break up he even invited her to go with him and so he's waiting for the answer but he's like kind of drunk or like kind of tipsy and so you kind of see that he's sad because he's waiting he knows she he's gonna get rejected like Mm -hmm. she's worked so hard in beijing her family you know is closer to beijing than it is the other city and so she can't you know can't go with him he's like and she's like but because she's always like i don't want our relationship to be you know um roadblocks in our careers but she's like it's okay you can go to yunnan and we can try this long distance relationship thing and because like because even because when she says no and he's like on the verge of tears and i was like not a man crying in a series and there's no dramatic music playing in the background like there's no like it's not a major plot point it's like this man loves her he's like it breaks his heart that they're like he she's not gonna be able to go with him but he respects her decision and so they both end up crying and i'm just like they're just like we're gonna do this long as this thing we're gonna try it we're gonna try to make it work and they're both like crying and happy i'm just like this is so great (laughs) it's so amazing like oh my god and so the ending is kind of like focusing on um the girls each their next decisions in lives because after they went home and came back for the holidays they realized that what jingjing's mom basically told them that you know the dead are dead and the living have to keep living right and so they've kind of reached their like last they're kind of in the last stages of grief at this point and they go to the great wall because jingjing wanted to go to the great wall of china but she never got to they tell they like scream off the wall they tell her how much they miss them and that they love them and this is what they're doing um in their next part of their life and and the story ends and i felt so empty <laughs> i was just like i was like it's over it's over yeah (laughs) it's over but it was such a great story because like it's one i think it's not easy to write such a mature story to make them mundane relatable but Mm. also they just touched on so many subjects of like women in the workplace and beauty standards and you know age and pregnancy and so much relatable female topics as not like a theme or like a plot point it's just like a regular happening in these women's lives right just things not like it has to be the plot of the drama you know right right and so there were so many scenes that i love that i could i could truly go on and on but i'm not going to burn your ears off but i just i cannot tell you enough how much i recommend this show you mm. just got done with yumi cells i say you hop on this one it's only 12 episodes it's right. so good it's so it good great, no like i'm talking to you mature. nia like i want I you know. to <laughs> i know i know like it sounds so mature and like like the writers were so smart with what they chose to yeah write. and it's only one writer and of oh, course wow. Yeah, I was like, how did you do that? Because my <laughs> like, mind could never. Right? <laughs> my mind could never. And it's so, like, interesting to see um, how much... Of course she's a woman. Of course it's a woman. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but it's so interesting to see how much information can be just, um, can be said about characters through, like, dialogue. And I'm a dialogue maniac when it comes to writing. So to see, to see a project that I wish I could write... It's probably one of the first. Because, wow. like, I watch shows, and I'm like, damn, that was good. But, like, um, I don't have, like, any envy about it as a writer. 
it's like I can never write a medical show or a law show or shows that I really think are like Oscar worthy but this show like damn bitch why didn't I think of that shit or like like it, it it encompasses so many things and characters that I write in my own stories to see it to see a story like that so well put together and like written like this because when I tell you episode 10 really had me like I'm watching Jiri-san and when I tell you I got more tension from watching episode 10 of this than watching Jiri-san <laughs> oof and this is I mean it's a dig to Jiri-san director but like it's it's so good and the cast is so amazing and they even have moments where they they talk to the audience at like one of the episodes where there's like you have a friend like Jingjing who's your emotional support and you're happy to have her but have you checked up on her like that was one of the when they started talking to the audience I was like damn that was deep right they they wanted like spread a you know like a, a message like right and i love shows with a message and i know everything doesn't have to have a message but i appreciate dramas that put in the effort and time to give a message in their story because it's so easy for people who create television and media to have no responsibility about the messages that they put out there because everything has a message anything that is created for another person to consume as whether the entertainment or educational or like recreational whatever it has a message and the message, um, even if you didn't think about the message, you have a message in your story. Mm. And so for this to be a story with a message that was thought so through and through that even in the end, they bring Jingjing, the actress who played Jingjing, back to be like, um, we know you're working in the big city, but you're not alone. And I was just like, oh, God. Wow. This is, like, I was like, oh, this is all done. When it ended, I was just so empty. I cannot describe, like... I said I'm gonna write I have to write a love letter for this show because like I want people to see it. This is what I'm talking about when I want a female centric show. It's so good and the characters are so relatable. Um and they are just like you you don't if they're not like you, they're like people around you. And so it mm-hmm. kind of makes you think about like life and work and being in your twenties. Cause I think most of the characters are like twenty seven. I'm like, damn, I'm twenty six. This is right. this this is hitting me in the feelings. And so I absolutely love remembrance of things past. And it only has it barely has fifteen hundred watchers on wow. my drama list. That's it's so good. It's yeah, like so they, good. Yeah, I wish that the like, like, cause this it's you said it's on YouTube, right? But like, it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, on YouTube I, for free. I wish that like it could get a bigger platform, like Netflix. I know YouTube's good, but like the push yeah. that it deserves, you know. Yeah, yeah. I oh, it's. I had no expectations for coming into this show, like none. And I'm so happy I watched it and completed it because it's mm-hmm. definitely become my favorite female-centric show, I think, ever. Wow. I was just about to ask you, is this your favorite drama ever or all time? I don't know if it's my favorite drama ever, but, like, like the girls in the city, like, female friends type of show, I think this is my favorite. Nice. That's great. Because, like, I don't, I don't like modern C-dramas because they just... <laughs> They just be doing the goddamn most. But I'm looking. I'm. Just, I just looked at my my drama list, and when I changed it to like ratings, it's number six. So wow, of all time for yeah, oh, for awesome. somebody who watches, I only I only have what eight shows that have a ten. 
oh wow so this is like one of your 10 like so this is on your like 10 definitely 10 out of 10 yes definitely 10 out of 10 nice it's definitely 10 out of 10 it's so good i hope you watch it because i know you're craving for something after yumi sells i think you'll really enjoy it um because i i i didn't tell a lot of the story there's like a lot <laughs> oh, like yeah. there's so many mundane yeah. scenes that are like really good and so it's a 10 out of 10 for me it's 11 out of 10 for me honestly if i could get a level <laughs> 11 i would um i highly recommend you watch it it's on um mgtv's drama channel so mm-hmm. go watch it Oh God, I do, I don't know what else to say, but watch it. It's so good. Like, this is one of the ones that I definitely like. I'm have to watch this again. I have to watch it again because I know I missed something. Oh, nice. I know, <laughs> right? I know there was like, dialogue that I up. was not paying attention to. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I hope you enjoy this show. This is um another attempt to get Nia into the ever-ending cycle of dramas. <laughs> so we'll see if this one is successful. I hope you enjoyed it. If you watch the drama, please come tell me. Please, please come tell me. Please, like I'm so serious, y'all. Please come tell me. I know it's like our Twitter's dead, but it's not because I'm always on Twitter. I'm just not on her account right. always. So please, please, please. Um, but yes. You can come talk to me on Twitter or come talk to me on on TikTok at Commented Podcast. Don't forget to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. But until next time, I'm Tori. And I'm Nia. Bye-bye. Bye.